Guys, hello and welcome to episode four of the Do The Work podcast. Today's episode is titled How To Exercise Smarter. Here we look at cardio, the benefits, also the drawbacks. We get into detail on that. We also look at why resistance training should be the main source of your training. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Okay guys, hello and welcome to episode four of the Do The Work podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to exercise smarter. And when I say smarter, what I'm going to look at is the most efficient way for most people to exercise and how to build their training sort of programs, if you will. Um, To do that, obviously, I need to break down and kind of look at the benefits and the drawbacks of what most people do. And then also talk through the benefits of what I want to suggest to you. Now, what I don't want to do today is kind of come across and tell you that you absolutely have to do it this way. But what I want to do is I want to give you the benefits and the reasons why I think the way I'm going to propose you to do your training or to set your training up is the best way for you. I'm going to try and approach that from a few different standpoints in terms of how old you might be, your kind of level of training, your understanding um, of training and kind of whether, you know, where your training age is at, whether you've just started or whether you're two, three, five, ten years down the line. Um, in my opinion, it doesn't sort of change all that much and we'll get to that, as I say, um, when we get further into the podcast, but I'm kind of going to get straight into it and I'm going to start with um, where most people put most of the time in their exercise and where most people think that they need to go to get the result that they want. Most people coming into the gym environment or the health and fitness environment, they want weight loss. And so what they do to do that is they go, right, well, I need to burn the most amount of calories that I can within that time. And I know that to do that, I need to do cardio. So I'm going to go on the cross trainer. I'm going to go on the treadmill. I'm going to go out for a run, which I'm going to get to later on in the podcast. Um, And I'm going to choose the exercise that burns the most calories. And I can kind of forgive people for doing that. I understand why people want to choose the exercise that in theory burns the most calories because that's the aim of what you're trying to do, right? You want to burn calories. You understand that you need to burn calories to lose weight. Therefore, it makes sense to opt for that option. But what I want to do is just kind of break that option down and go into detail about the benefits of that, then also the drawbacks and why I think it's better to move toward resistance training with your training. So... As I said, I'm going to get to kind of like the running scenario. Now, I think it's people's beliefs generally that they have to do cardio. And I think that's because they look at the benefits that cardio brings. It improves their fitness and most people want to improve the fitness. So that's a really good thing to do. It burns calories, which as I said already, that's kind of the predominant one that people kind of want from the exercise. They do it to burn calories so they go, right, you know what, running burns the, mo- burns the most amount of calories, or so I'm told. So I'm going to do that regardless of whether I'm conditioned or ready to do that, whether I enjoy it or, you know, whether I've got injuries that are going to be picked up because I'm now running. They don't think about that. They just go, right, I'm going to burn calories and do that and then wonder kind of why they then get bored or stop or get injured or whatever. Um, but we're on the benefits for now, so I'm not going to go into too much detail on that. Um Also, I think what people get out of cardio is they feel like they've done something. So they get hot, they get sweaty, they get out of breath, and they potentially struggle doing what they're doing, certainly at the start. So from that, they get get a benefit. 
they get something out of it in the sense of that sort of euphoric feeling of those endorphins that you get after training, after doing cardio. You feel good about yourself because you know that you're going to get fitter. You know that you've worked hard because you're hot, you're sweaty, you're out of breath. You know that you're working, you know, positively working your heart and your lungs and everything like that. So that for me is a massive reason why people do that exercise. And that is a reason to do that exercise. But as I'll get to later, it's not necessarily the reason. It's not the best thing to do for weight loss, but it might be a good thing to do to work on those things. So hopefully that makes sense there. Um, and as I said already, I've touched on the fact that you get the positive kind of feelings, the positive emotions from doing that type of exercise, which can have addictive traits to make you want to do it again. So the chemical reactions that happen in your brain from doing that makes you want to do it again. In most cases, you can get addicted to that kind of feeling, if you will, on a smaller scale than drugs and everything like that. But exercise and cardio can bring that, which is why people get hooked on it. They know they're burning calories. They know they're getting fitter. So they keep doing it. Okay. So we've kind of talked there about like the, the benefits of it. Let's have a look now at kind of the drawbacks and let's have a look at the reasons why maybe cardio isn't the best thing for you to do. So one thing I know about cardio is it's time consuming and it's boring. So for you to burn, you know, five, 600 calories or whatever, you're going to need to go for an hour on the treadmill. So you're going to spend your whole workout doing the same thing each and every time just to burn those calories. And every time that you go to the gym, all your focus is on is burning calories, which is a bit monotonous and it's a bit boring. And it kind of leads me on to the next point of you're there to burn calories, but we cannot measure or manage how many calories we burn in that workout. We just don't know. Like me stepping on the treadmill and going for an hour and then someone who's 150 kilograms going on the treadmill for an hour, which probably wouldn't be recommended by the way. But at that point, we're going to burn a hell of a lot of a different we're going to burn a different amount of calories, totally different. But whether it's me or that other person, we don't know and we can't measure and manage it. And if you can't measure and manage something, then how can you progress it? And how can you know that you're progressing? Now, we can go back to some benefits in the sense of, yeah, you can get kind of um, improve on your time, improve on the level that you're working at and that kind of stuff. But in terms of the specifics of the calories and that's the main reason usually people do cardio we can't track that we can't measure it we can't manage it and the myth i'm going to bust now i'm going to do it whilst we're doing it because it's quite prevalent we go on a treadmill we go on a cross trainer and it tells us how many calories that we're burning or you think that's how many you're burning yet if i go on and the 150 kilogram guy goes on it tells us the same figure which is obviously when you think about it not going to be true yet you build your workout around the fact that that treadmill tells you you've burnt that many calories. And then there's the same with activity trackers as well. They will give you um, they will give you kind of an amount of calories that you've burnt. And it might be more accurate than the treadmill and the cross trainer, but it's still not going to give you an exact figure. Okay, it's took your height, it's took your weight, but and your age and stuff. But it's still a strap around your wrist. So it's not going to give you the correct reading that you want it's impossible to work out therefore using that to measure and manage isn't a good thing if you was using it for performance goals and you know you were running 5ks or 10ks or 
half marathons and you're working towards getting a time, then it might be beneficial. But if you're looking to burn calories, you can't use that to measure and manage it. So hopefully that kind of makes sense there. Um, I've gone off on a little bit of a tangent. Now, the other things that I look at here as a, as a trainer and as a coach, if I'm providing somebody with a program, over time, I want to be able to make an exercise harder to increase the difficulty of that exercise. Now, if someone's just running outside or on the cross trainer, okay, I can make them go on for longer. I can change the level, but it's incredibly boring. It's incredibly tedious. But what I can't really do is make that exercise more complex the same way that I can do that in a resistance-based environment. I can start somebody on a bodyweight exercise and then I can move that over to a machine then I can move that over to free weights. I can maybe make it unstable. I can raise, if it's a squat or a split squat, I can raise one leg up at the back, one leg up at the front. I can vary the tempo. I can vary the load. I can vary the amount of sets, the amount of reps. There's so many things that I can do to make that exercise harder, but I can't do that with cardio. So the ability to progress that client is limited to making them run faster or go faster, which isn't really helpful when programming someone. So that's another reason why resistance gets the thumbs up over cardio, in my in my opinion. Now, to continue with these kind of um, drawbacks of cardio, now I'm not bashing it, I'm trying not to bash it, I'm trying just to get you to understand that cardio isn't the be-all and end-all and there are other methods for you to consider. Um, what especially running outside. So this is very prevalent at the minute. And everyone, I've just actually done today the, the Run 5, Nominate 5, and I hate running and I won't be doing it again. Um, and I've come out of that. I'm, I feel horrible. Like My legs feel really heavy, my knees and my hips. I'm not saying I'm, I've got bad knees and hips, but they've took a bit of a hammering. And I'm even though I'm probably seen as someone who's relatively healthy and fit, I'm not conditioned to run for my hips, for my knees, for my legs to take that impact outside on the hard floor so if you imagine someone who is coming from being sedentary having not exercised not conditioned whatsoever with potentially previous injuries with the knees the hips their ankles and then they're going to go in to run outside if i'm feeling it imagine what those people are what you're feeling like having to do that now most cardio activities is quite high impact and the ones that people choose tends to be quite high impact. So things like running, cycling is not necessarily high impact as such, but the hips take an absolute hammer in, the hips, the knees, kind of the the next thing I wanted to get onto is postural stuff as well. Unless you're taught to run by a coach, then you're probably not going to be very good at it, which is why people probably get, which is, well, it is why people get shin splints, hip issues, knee issues, obviously little niggling injuries and stuff like that. We move to kind of cycling, which is just kind of biomechanically and functionally all wrong. You're sat bent over with your hip flexors shortened, your hamstrings shortened for most of the most of the duration that you're doing the activity, and it, it just it just isn't kind of biomechanically sound, and that's why people tend to get imbalances and issues, and it normally leads to issues within the back. And then these people get the issues in their back, don't spend the time kind of 
on finding out why, they just go, oh, it must just be the running. I'll give it a little bit of a rest for a couple of days and then I'll go again. Rather than actually thinking, do you know what? Maybe it's not the direct cause of it, but the running isn't making the imbalance any better. So it makes sense to think, well, if this is not making it better, maybe I should try something else, try something different. So I just wanted to make a point that actually running and high impact cardio will or can have a negative impact on both kind of posture and also like niggles and injuries and things like that that have been there for ages. You're just heightening them by smashing your feet down onto the floor outside on the hard ground, shuddering, putting a lot of stress through your knees, through your hips, through your ankles, and then wondering why next day your back's killing you. So again, that's just something that is a drawback of cardio. The next one that I'm going to get to is cardio places a lot of stress on the body and any exercise is a cause of stress. But what happens when we when we run, when we do things that kind of get us really out of breath and gets our heart rate really high, it causes a high stress in our body, in our central nervous system because our body is primed to basically think that we're running away from something really bad. So we're running away from, for example, back in the day, a saber-toothed tiger. So our stress is heightened to make us react to that. And that's actually not that good of a thing to have your body in that state, in that state of kind of chemical reactions and stuff all the time. Therefore, that's another potential drawback of doing cardio. What basically happens is the hormone cortisol is raised and the the hormone cortisol is a catabolic hormone, which basically a catabolic hormone is a breakdown. It breaks down and in theory, it will break down muscle tissue. And if you're also not taking enough protein within your diet and not managing your nutrition properly, there's a good chance, even when you are getting smaller from doing cardio, you're probably losing muscle tissue and you probably hear about how hard people work to get and to build muscle tissue and you're just getting rid of it by just focusing on cardio and not hitting your protein intake for the day or the week or whatever that might be. So yeah, I'm still on drawbacks and I know this is kind of stringing on a little bit but I really wanted to kind of hit home on all these things that you need to consider when you're constantly... um, doing cardio, doing classes, doing high impact stuff where you're jumping around. It is taking a toll on your body and there are a lot of negative effects that come with it. And we have to weigh that up against the benefits. I'm not saying there's only drawbacks. There are benefits too, but I'm saying weigh it up. Do the benefits outweigh the drawbacks in your personal current situation. If you've got injuries and niggles and things like that, or if you're not conditioned, then the drawbacks definitely outweigh the benefits. And hopefully that's made you understand that. That's kind of most of the drawbacks I wanted to cover. The only other thing I wanted to talk about, um, and we touched on this on the live that I did last night, when we do an activity, and certainly when we do cardio or anything to that matter, what happens is very quickly is our we're challenging our body to improve, to allow us to be able to cope with that stimulus to allow us to be able to cope what we're providing that body with. So the stimulus is, for example, running, or it might be lifting a weight on, it might be doing a bench press or a squat, whatever it is. And over time, we're telling our body that we want it to get better at that particular 
that particular exercise that we're doing. So it gets better. So if we do that again, and this is where most people fall down with the cardio side of stuff, when they do loads of classes, and it's something I've noticed from doing things like a lot of home workouts and stuff at the minute in the situation that we're in, you get better at it pretty quickly. And when you get better at it, what's happening is you're getting fitter, which is good. So you're thinking in your head, this is really positive. But actually, each time you do it, you're burning less calories because your body is more efficient at doing that very thing. Therefore, we need to make it harder over time to keep getting the benefits. So if you're looking for weight loss, the fact that you're burning less calories each time you're doing something is obviously negative because you need to be burning more calories. You need to be creating that deficit bigger over time to continue to lose weight. So that adaptation to that exercise means that actually cardio is a drawback because over time you need to continue to do more and more and more and more to get the same result, which by the way, as we've talked about, you can't actually measure and manage. So you can see that working your kind of exercise regime around calories makes it very difficult, A, to monitor progress and B, to kind of keep moving it forward and keep progressing it's not a good way to progress because we know we can't manage it but also we know that we're adapting to that stimulus so that hour of cardio that was boring we now need to do an hour and 10 an hour and 15 an hour and 20 to get the same result so it's getting even more boring and more tedious so again hopefully that's another point that's made you just kind of think about it and just sort of question if what you're doing is the most efficient way to get what you want. Now, the next bit I want to talk about is if you look at the people in the gym, and there will be many, there will be people that you look at yourself, two or three people that you go, do you know what? I kind of wish I looked a little bit more like that person. And I'm not trying to now create a negative kind of image around you, but we all do this subconsciously or consciously. Now, what I want you to think about is that person that you'd like to look like or look more like, what are they doing? And I can promise you and guarantee you that they won't be doing endless hours of cardio. They won't be doing class after class. They'll be doing weights and they'll be focusing on the big compound movements. They'll be in the gym every day. They'll be working hard and they'll be consistent and they'll turn up even when they don't want to. And as I say, they'll be focusing on the primal movement patterns in the gym. And if you're not sure what they are, I'm going to go through them now. So when you're setting up a program for resistance, you want to focus on big compound movements to kind of work big muscle groups while you're doing something to get the biggest reaction to cause the most amount of um, stress to get the best reaction to then get your body to turn around and build some muscle and recover from it. So those movement patterns are a squat. So that could be a back squat, a goblet squat, a split squat, kind of lunge movement, something that's quad dominant. You've then got a hip hinge pattern, which could be a deadlift, a Romanian deadlift, a hip thrust, something along those lines. So you've got targeting the quads, targeting the hamstrings and the glutes. From there, we're going to do a push and a pull. Now, that would be broken down when I would program someone into a horizontal push, like a chest press movement, 
a vertical push, which is like a shoulder press, and then the same for a pull. So a horizontal pull like a seated row, and a horizontal pull, and a vertical pull, sorry, um, like a lat pull down or a chin up or something like that. From there, then we could maybe add in like a unilateral movement, which is where you'll work one limb at a time. So you might do like a single leg leg extension or a single arm pull down or something like that. And then maybe a core-based exercise, which might be a rotational or an anti-rotational exercise. Now that's going to be the fundamental of building a program. And going back to that, I would imagine that that person that you want to look like is doing, not maybe not necessarily that exactly, but they're doing some elements of that. And what they're doing in the gym as well, and we see a lot of this now on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, and it's certainly great to see a lot of females doing this. They pride themselves on improving in the gym. And when I say improving, I mean improving their performance. And in most cases, certainly for females at the minute, it's working on, you know, smashing out a big hip thrust. So we're hitting 150 kg on a hip thrust or something like that. Now, that might sound quite daunting for someone who's new to resistance and stuff. I'm not saying you should go and do that straight away. But what I'm trying to say is these people are doing these things and getting the results that you want to get. So you might need to have a little bit of a think about what's that person doing and maybe I need to do more of what they're doing and follow the basic primal movement patterns in the gym to get the result that I want to shape my body better rather than focusing on the cardio elements based on all the benefits but more to the point drawbacks that obviously I've talked about on here. So hopefully again that's some good information to kind of hit home about why you should consider doing more resistance based stuff and I think as I said before it's, it's not a surprise that those people are getting kind of what I would describe as the socially desired shapes than the people that are doing cardio. And if you look around the gym, the next time you go in, when they reopen, um, you look around the gym and look at the cardio, it's normally the people that, yeah, you do recognize some of them, but a lot of the people, certainly in the evening, are the people that are new. They just go on the treadmill, go on the cross trainer. And if you look at them, they're probably not in what most people would define as the best shape. But if you look towards free weights, if you look towards resistance, you'll see people most likely in more of a kind of socially desired shape, if you will. And that's just a, a result of the kind of training that they do and the dedication and the hard work and the consistency that, that they kind of they put in. And I know that sounds a little bit boring and repetitive to hear, but sometimes we kind of need to hear the truth and we look to do cardio, we look to do what's comfortable to us, to what our core beliefs tell us that we should do because we get hot and we get sweaty. But actually we maybe need to listen up and think, do you know what? Maybe there's something in this. Maybe we need to question our approach. If this approach isn't working, maybe we need to try something different. Maybe the stuff about resistance training is actually right and it will kind of, it will help me. Um, and that's kind of what I want to get to as well. So I talked about in episode um, two about the, the three principles and I talked about exercise being the cherry on the cake. And the first two principles being the most important thing. And I've touched on this in this episode. Your training and you going to the gym shouldn't be based around how many calories you're burning. Even if you train for an hour of, an hour a day, it's about 4% of your day. Therefore, 
the amount of calories that you burn in that 4% is kind of nothing compared to what you're going to burn in the other 96%. And some people only train three hours a week. So there's 167, I think, hours in a week. And sometimes people train for three hours of those. And they're basing their training off burning calories. But they're only basing that around three hours of the 167 hours in the week. So you're onto a little bit of a loser there because there's 164 hours unaccounted for where you also need to be focusing on burning calories if that's your approach. So my suggestion is this. I suggest that you focus on the first two principles for weight loss. You focus on managing your nutrition very, very tightly. Unfortunately, it's boring and unsexy, but it's what you need to do. You focus on managing your overall movement. So expending more calories throughout the day as a whole. So focusing on them other 23 hours as much as that hour in the gym, if not more. In my opinion, that's more important to think about. So parking further away, going for a walk, targeting a step count. We know all those things, but we don't necessarily apply them. And it's moving away that belief that the exercise is what is given us the result. But it's kind of not. It's fundamentally what you're putting in your mouth, eating, drinking, and how much you're moving overall. If you're very sedentary and go to the gym and smash it for an hour, but then go home and sit on the couch again and do nothing, and you've done 5,000 steps in the day, you haven't actually burnt that many calories overall, and you're not contributing toward that potential deficit that you're trying to get yourself in. So exercise needs to be treated as the cherry on the cake, the bit on the top, the bit that helps shape your body, sculpt your body. Also, it makes you feel better, it makes you feel good, you can align some performance goals to coincide with that as well, which is a much more healthier approach than focusing your training around burning calories because it's never ending. There's, You can always burn more. You can always do longer on the cost training. You can always do more on a step mill, do more on a treadmill. But the more you do that, the less calories you're going to burn as you get more efficient. So it's a pretty poor way to progress your training. Whereas you upping your lifts or progressing your technique or increasing the complexity of the exercises and learning how to move properly and improving your posture, that's going to improve you know, your working life, how you feel throughout the day, um, and then all the positivity and the mental health benefits that come with exercise. If you focus more on that for your exercise, if you've nailed down the other two, you will start to not only look better, but feel better as well, rather than basing it completely around that burning of the calorie in the gym, which is a very, very shallow and boring way to approach your training. And there's a lot more to exercise than just burning calories. So what I ask is that you focus more on those two principles, manage your food tightly, move more outside of the gym. It's boring, it's unsexy, but it's what you need to do. And then in the gym, reinvent the way you approach it challenge yourself make yourself learn new things put yourself out of your comfort zone also put yourself in a position where you're going to fail put yourself in a position where your back's against the wall and you're in an environment you don't like being in go into free weights potentially ask someone to show you how to do the exercises so that you can do them safely there are people in the gym that will help you do that and there's a lot of people in the gym that would enjoy that um kind of opportunity to help someone and it's not quite as daunting as it seems and I go in free weights now as I say when the gyms are open and they can be flooded with 
females and I was in the other day and I think there was like not the other day a few weeks ago um but I think there was like nine girls and then three lads and it was like overpowered so those days where people are scared of free weights and ladies are scared of free weights are reducing are going down and it's great to see obviously what I want is that to continue to grow and more people to build the confidence to go in and use that area but there are people that can show you both staff in the gym and members tag on to someone who's been into free weights before and get them to to kind of show you but what I want to focus on and sort of finish on because I'm running over my time now in terms of I promise you 25 minutes when you're looking at getting a result what I want you to do is this and I've said it already I'm going to say it again when you're thinking you've got to do all your cardio and focusing on the burden of the calorie for your training have a look over at the people or speak to the people that you kind of want to be a little bit more like you want to look a little bit more like and change your body toward their shape what are they doing how do they manage their nutrition how do they manage their overall movement and of course what are they doing in the gym and i'll tell you now that it's not going to be fully cardio and nothing else so i'm not saying don't do cardio i'm not saying you have to do weights but i'm saying i think it's better for you to base your training around resistance training where you can add that basic principle of progressive overload and make it harder over time rather than just focusing on that burning of the calorie in the gym which is a never-ending process that your body adapts to much quicker over time so guys hopefully that's helpful it might have sounded like a little bit of a rant and i have just come off doing come off the back of doing a 5k so i might be a little bit biased towards um my negativity around cardio i'm not saying don't do it as i say but hopefully that's giving you some really good kind of points to think about as to why you should maybe consider putting more resistance training in your workouts also guys you can still do that at home you don't have to jump around and do hit all the time at home you can use body weight you can use band you can use a lot of things to still get some good resistance work and put some good load through your muscles at home. If you need help with that, that's exactly what I'm doing at the minute, okay? So if that's something you'd like help with, just drop me a DM with the words how to exercise smarter so I know it's from this podcast and I'll give you some information about how I can help you. Guys, thank you again for tuning in. Sorry it's a little bit over time, but hopefully there's some good nuggets in there. I'll speak to you soon. Peace out. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you again for the responses and the reviews so far. It's much appreciated. Today may have come across like a little bit of a rant, but I'm very, very passionate about you making resistance training part of your training and the main part of your training. So hopefully it's been helpful. If you've got any questions, guys, or you want to get in touch, you can use the usual channels. Just send me an email is probably the easiest way. Guys, thank you again. Take care. Peace out.